welcome to Dharma Sunday, November 6, 2016. Uh, my name is Michael Sayo Sensi, and today's Dharma Glimpse is by Andy Gio Sensi, and his Dharma talk is entitled Places. So here we go. We come to identify with a place, many places, actually. It could be where we were born or where we have lived or live, a town, a city, a country. We identify with the company we work for. That's a place. But we identify with our church, temple, synagogue, mosque, meeting house, ashram, sangha. I think I got them all. We identify, identify with these places especially. These places, these come to be sacred places, even holy places. Usually, rituals make these places sacred and holy. Sometimes, though, sometimes they are sacred just by being. Many old cultures felt the holiness of a place as a matter of course. Streams, mountains, hills, trees, the spirit of special places ran out from them and into their hearts and minds. Feng Shui Ley lines, or energy lines, for example, could be detected and mapped. In our modern time, we've almost lost that ability, by and large, to see the sacred around us. But it's there. You get that feeling within whatever religious place you attend, hopefully. But I wonder if that's just a remnant of the rituals performed there, the activities that force that sacredness on you. Boom! The priest, rabbi, imam just finished the rituals, so now it's holy. But walk into the woods, especially this time of year in autumn. It's palpable. At least it should be. If it isn't, go back out into the forest and do as a dear friend of mine elicits. Sit down, shut up, and pay attention. That's the first step. Once you get used to that, once you experience the sacredness of the forest, that place, do it at home, in a quiet spot, a quiet time. That's the second step. Once the sacredness appears there, go out on the street, on the way to or from work, the store, school. Not so easy, perhaps, but let the trees help you, the earth. And you don't have to sit in the street. Somebody might trip over you. What's the third step? Go out into the world, the alleyways. Talk to the people passing by. There is holiness all around you. The bus stops, especially bus stops. If you don't ride the bus, try it. The sacred waits there too. Rides the bus. Sit down, shut up, and pay attention. But above all, keep going. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Sensei Gio. What a great reminder of how important places are and the rituals that they create. 
your glimpse reminds all of us on the importance of just being. Yes, sacredness is all about us. Walking into the woods or just waiting at a bus stop can be a sacred place. Since IGO talked about the forests and all the sacred places there are, but if we ever thought about how sacred the earth is, I'm going to take this Dharma glimpse several steps further and talk about the sacred place that supports our body every day, the earth. <clears throat> I have a class on daily home entitled Garden in the Buddhist Way, and I'm going to take this lesson and apply it to the principles of what Sensei Gio has talked about today. It's a garden class based on Buddhist principles. The title of the lesson is Right Effort. Now, Earth, how does this world of soil, microorganisms, and substructure affect every living thing on this planet? Just as there are four layers in the forest above us, there are four layers that lie beneath our feet. So I want you to imagine you are Mother Earth looking up through your solid inner core, bursting with heat. The liquidity of your outer core creates a magnetic field, a protective bubble that deflects the sun's solar wind. Your powers are great. You stretch your loving arms around the varied species, your children. Peering through your mantle surface to the outermost layer, your crust made up of loose material like rocks, soil, and seabed. Your outer crust works with Mother Nature to benefit all species. So today we will talk about that relationship between Mother Nature and Mother Earth. Varied in species, Mother Nature's children are astounding. From the smallest microbe to the largest plants, the relationship between the Earth's outer crust and our gardens is amazing. So soil, what is so important about it? Soils are home to astounding numbers of different organ organisms. Scientists believe that they are probably more individual species living below the ground than above the surface. Without soils, all species on Mother Earth would cease to exist. Soil contains so much life, scientists have yet only identified a fraction of the soil's special world beneath us. We all know that worms, ants, caterpillars, beetles, spiders, and larger animals like moles, rabbits, groundhogs, etc. live in our soil. However, do you know that one teaspoon of soil contains millions of protozoa, bacteria, algae, and nematodes? And nematodes are like microscopic worm-like animals. So I want you to close your eyes and think of yourself as becoming one with a plant as Mother Earth guides you through her kingdom. For purposes of this mental exercise, I'm going to use a native ginger. It is uh, called Asarum canadensii. And the smell of ginger takes over your senses as you unexpectedly descend through the ginger's ring-like vascular system. Plummeting downward through the cyclonic rings, you can feel the changing textures of the soil as you travel through calonite, monomeralamy, smectite, ilonite, and chlorite clay deposits along with over a hundred different soil types. Suddenly, you are traveling through the dry, rocky, slightly acidic soils 
that bear our native honeysuckles traveling upward into the spreading underground rhizomes of the native's honeysuckle and venturing further into its root system, up into the colony's multiple stems, you can feel the shunts of their exfoliating bark as they reveal their orange inner beauty. Peering through the sweet-smelling bark, you are surprised as a sharp-tailed grouse consumes the vegetative buds. As you travel through the soil substructure, you notice a nearby mole hole. Suddenly, you are face to face with a mole. Its claws resemble that of a human hand with remarkably long fingernails. Mother Earth refers to the odd-looking creature as an earth thrower. What an appropriate name for such an odd-looking creature. Faster than you can blink, the mole disappears in a flurry of excavating the dirt as it spins away. As you travel through the expansive network of tunnels, you come upon a large pocket of earthworms. Mother Earth explains worms are one of the main food source of moles. Just as your family would store food in a kitchen, the mole was doing the same thing. Traveling through the mole's complex network, your eye catches the reflective light of the sky as you depart Mother Earth's soil. So why is soil so important? Healthy soil uh, is included in our mycorrhizae, and what does mycorrhizae mean? Mycorrhizae increases uptake of macro micronutrients, oxygen, and water. Fungi offers roots a mutually beneficial symbiotic relationship between mycelium, which is part of the fungus, and the root system of a plant. Plants supply the fungus with sugars, and in return, the mycelium greatly extends the ability of the plant to extract water and nutrients from the surrounding soil. Approximately 95% of land plants form relationships, relationships with the mycorrhizae and their native habitats. <clears throat> Another good reason to plant native plants in your garden. Another way to think about it is to compare with the digestive activity of your stomach. Mycorrhizae digest organic matter and break down nutrients that are chemically locked in the soil and unavailable to plant roots, especially phosphorus and nitrogen. They also produce repellent chemicals to fend off nematoids and other pests. And what I think we don't realize when we're walking on this soil that several miles of fungal filaments are contained in a single thimbleful of soil in our temperate forests. So therefore, every time you see a mushroom in your garden, it is Mother Earth's way of telling you that she is working with the soil to break down the leaves and other organic material needed to keep you and your garden healthy for years to come. So I think if the Buddha was walking the earth today, he would ask you to honor all of our sacred places. So I would like everyone to proclaim, proclaim sometime today as they walk out into their sacred space, I honor the earth. I honor all with whom I share the earth, four-legged, two-legged, winged ones, swimmers, crawlers, plant, and rock. I honor the soil, air, and water that give us life. So thank you, everybody, for listening to my rambling about uh, soil and the underground 
tunnels that we are standing upon. And in closing this Dharma Sunday, let's all do our centering breath. And until next time, everyone, thank you for joining us today.